So, could we be just days away from a massive nationwide job action by tens of thousands of public sector workers? It's a possibility. There's no question. 35,000 of them at Canada Revenue Agency put themselves in a position to legally strike last week, and this morning it was announced another 120,000 had done the same thing. An overwhelming majority in favor of job action, according to the head of PSAC. So what does that mean? What could happen? We're going to chat with David Camfield, who is the coordinator of the Labor Studies Program and an associate professor at the University of Manitoba. David, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Good morning. So, like I say, it's not just CRA workers anymore. We've got another 120,000 potentially, uh, well, I mean, I guess they're in a position to strike. Um, we're talking about uh, 160,000 workers roughly walking off the job. That would be a huge, huge impact, would it not? I mean, it certainly would cause disruption to, uh, you know, everything happening through the Canada Revenue Agency, the tax, uh, you know, return time, uh, plus lots of different federal government services ranging from passports to, um, you know, ports where workers work, Canadian Food Inspection Agency, um, a whole range of different government departments and, and each agencies would be affected. When we, when you take a look at um, some of these impacts it would have, can we base it, I mean, when we talk about the other nationwide federal public sector worker strikes that have happened, I think one was 91, one was 2004, I mean, how, how, how do you anticipate this might work? Because in other instances, it's been, it's been rotating strikes and things like that. Do we have any idea how this might actually play out? Should we get to that? Uh, I should also throw in there was also a 1980 strike okay. by uh, clerks, as they were called, uh, federal government workers then. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the union's strike strategy will be, but you're right. There's the possibility that they would all be out, uh, or there's the possibility that it could be rotating, which might be regional um, or, you know, in some other way, they might rotate between different groups of workers because there are different groups uh, within the PSAC membership that negotiate with the Treasury Board, plus there's the Canada Revenue Agency workers. Um, but, you know, the, the clear objective would be to try to put pressure on the federal government uh, to get to the bargaining table with a set of proposals that they would, the leadership of PSAC would uh, think would be acceptable. And the the big issues right now that are outstanding are about wages uh, and also about collective agreement language on remote work. Yeah, those seem to be the two. When it comes to cost of living increases, and that's sort of the way that they're 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 positioning it today, at least when it comes to wages and talking about the cost of living, everybody else is dealing with the same cost of living. So in terms of public sympathy, which is important to anybody wanting to go on strike, uh, you want to have the public on your side. Is this an opportune time, do you think, to try and take this kind of step? I think there are good reasons why the union thinks that they're in a favorable position because, you know, their members have seen their living standards eroded by inflation, just like other working people. So there's, I think, a broad understanding that people are dealing with this uh, as an issue. And I think they the, the union probably prefer to be dealing with uh, this government rather than with a potential conservative government sometime down the road if there was to be a change in government. Um, and so I think they will probably push towards, you know, um, a, a strike around this. I'm not predicting the necessary will yeah. be one, but I think that the odds are looking like it's more likely. In terms of how likely it is, this is they've had six negotiating sessions that have been going on for some time. It all broke down uh, about six months ago. And, you know, just reading some of the reporting around what went wrong and some of the sticking points and the government's filed complaints, it doesn't sound like there's really uh, been a lot of progress. It seems like it's been a pretty acrimonious relationship up until now, at least. 
Yeah, I think it's been difficult. I think there, there are problems with the way the process works for these workers, and that's something that PSAC would like to deal with in the future. It's pretty cumbersome. But, um, you know, at the moment, the two sides were reasonably far apart on the question of wages. Um, the military just got offered 10.5% over four years, which is higher than the Treasury Board's last offer. So I would expect that the government's offer to the union will go up to something like that. Uh, it would be interesting to see what, you know, behind closed doors, what the bottom line is, what uh, union um, negotiators are prepared to accept. Yeah, I mean, do we know that's part of the complaint from the federal government is saying you've given us hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of requests. We don't even know where to start. You haven't even prioritized them. Do we know exactly what the demands are? Is it? Can we simplify it? Well, I mean, I don't know. Again, this is this happens between the parties. Yeah, I don't sure. know exactly what's on the table at this point. Um, like lots of other negotiations, lots of other collective bargaining um, relationships, both in the private sector and the public sector, there are sometimes lots of issues. But pretty quickly, it becomes clear what the priorities of both sides are, and you know, the, the minor issues can be can be dealt with. The question is, what are the the big you know the big sticking points? So, how does this change things? We know the final round of negotiations is set to take place next week, uh, April 17th to April 20th. But now they'll be happening with one of the parties in a position to legally go on strike even before that negotiation starts. They can walk out as early as Friday. So uh, what do you anticipate as we get started next week on trying to negotiate a deal over the course of those three or four days? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because now uh, the union actually has real yeah. leverage, right? Until there's a vote to authorize a strike if necessary, you don't really have a sense of what the employer is prepared to offer. So I assume that the two sides will go back to the bargaining table, and I expect that there will be some movement, uh, and we'll we'll see where that goes. But again, not being a fly on the wall, I don't know, uh, you know, exactly where where that's at. But I think that uh, you know things will probably come to a head in the next little while. I think it would be, I'd be a little bit surprised if there was a strike before May, because I do think that they would try to reach a deal at the table, but uh, but we'll see. Yeah, exactly. And of course, like you say, it's all about pressure and it's all about opportune timing. And, you know, we've got taxis and then all the rest. So that's all a consideration that goes into it. And like you say, we'll just have to wait and see where this goes, but they will try and negotiate next week and uh, we'll follow it from there. David, thanks so much.